Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Uh, now, this uh, controversy that you would have seen around um, files of children with autism and uh, information uh, being gathered, and it's obviously thrown up the whole issue of confidentiality. And um, some listeners are uh, wondering about how confidential, for example, counselling sessions are. Well, Seamus Sheedy from the Irish Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy is on the line. Good morning to you, Seamus. Good morning, Joe. It's a great pleasure to speak to you this morning. Great to have you on as well, Seamus. And I suppose in the context of what we've all been going through for the last 12 plus months, many people may have reached out to a therapist, for example, for the very first time in their lives. How confidential is such a session? I suppose uh, a great phrase used by uh, uh, Fusion Communication and Michelle and Chiara there for IACP is mental health is essential health. And in order to offer our clients an opportunity to explore often very difficult topics, confidentiality is paramount for an effective functioning for the therapist and client relationship. Research over the past 40 years has demonstrated that one factor more than any other is associated with successful counselling and psychotherapy, the quality of the relationship between therapist and client. And we can't have a quality relationship without confidentiality. Confidentiality is fundamental. I and all my colleagues in IACP are hyper-protective of our clients and the code of ethics which we use. And are there any scenarios where a therapist can or should break confidentiality? We all know uh, that there are certain uh, times that we need to break confidentiality in in the sense of um, self-harm, harm to others. If children's lives are at risk, and in IACP we have adopted children first many years ago, so uh, they are the only times that it should ever be dealt with right. in that and way. And do you actually have a legal obligation to do so? We have a legal obligation at certain times, yes. Under Children's the legal obligation is there already. We're chatting to Seamus Sheedy from the Irish Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy. So... If a client is going in a particular direction where you think this may be an outcome, should a therapist outline to them, you know, look, we can talk about this, but I I need to say to you, it's something I may have to report? Yes, we always, at the very beginning of of every client, we always inform them of confidentiality at the very beginning of the terms of confidentiality and when confidentiality can be broken. And sometimes as well, when they would start to talk about issues of that description, we would remind them uh, of confidentiality as well. Okay. So, and there may, I presume, to follow on from that, be circumstances where something has been told to you and again, you should flag to the individual, look, you know, I'm sorry to say this to you, but I have obligations here and I will need to, for this very specific reason, break confidentiality. Oh, absolutely. And if it's been a past session that has happened and, and you've been contacted in relation to you, we will make every effort to contact the client and talk to them about the fact that this 
request had been in as well. Uh, we would never, if possible at all, uh, divulge uh, people's confidentiality. Because at the end of the day, Joe, as you know yourself, going for going for counselling or psychotherapy is a very difficult thing to do. And I suppose I'm over 20 years in the, in the profession now, and I would feel that it, it is just absolutely essential that we keep that in, in every way possible. Right. And, 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 and as appropriate. Does that mean then that it is very rare? I mean, it's a handful of times if that in um, uh, um, an analyst's career, um, a counsellor's career, where they might have to break confidentiality. Yeah, generally if somebody divulges something like sexual abuse or uh, that type of thing, we would then, for example, contact our clinical supervisor and talk about that. We would then talk with somebody like the local duty social worker in, in, in advance of any disclosure. And it is very, very, very rare. And uh, I suppose we're all challenged by what we've heard in the media in the last while. And I suppose we want to really ensure our clients right across the country that under no circumstances, I mean, we've gone for therapy ourselves, and how often would it be to think that your, what you say in a session would be divulged to anybody? Yeah. And so, as I said earlier, many may be turning to a therapist for the first time uh, at the moment, what advice would you give to someone on choosing a therapist? I, I, I suppose what I would say to them always and always, if possible, make sure that your that your therapist is an accredited with, with, with a recognisable uh, body within the country. For example, in IACP, we have two thousand five hundred therapists right across the country and it, it, it outlines their qualifications and what specialities they have. And I would always recommend to everybody that it's essential because they're covered by the likes of the codes of ethics, if they have an accreditation, it's always be all of our members, for example, are written as being accredited. Right. Um, Eve has been in touch with us on 0861239595 and uh, she says we're talking to Seamus Sheedy from the Irish Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy and Eve says she reached out for counselling a few years ago. The therapist in question had a conflict of interest and he didn't declare it and when Eva found out she said she never visited again and unfortunately it made her issues worse. Dreading ever booking a therapist again. What would you say Seamus to Eva? So in other words she, the there was a conflict of interest between herself and the therapist. The, the therapist had a conflict of interest, is the way she's put it in the WhatsApp message to us. Okay. Well, we would always uh, speak with any clients that we meet on uh, on the first occasion. And if there's any conflict of interest, we would, uh, as such, not continue to work with that client. We would then give them, uh, like for the example, the IACP um online uh, that they could look up uh, and go from there. And James, are there therapists, unfortunately, operating out there without training or qualifications? Unfortunately, there is. And uh, I suppose hopefully it's less and less. But I suppose I would always urge all of the general public to check to make sure whether it is uh, accredited with either ourselves or another body such as the Psychological Society of Ireland or ICP or 
uh, all of those different organisations that are out there. Well, I think people will be dealing with the mental health aspects of everything that's happened to them over the last 12 months or more for quite a while to come. So I suspect that you and uh, your members will be quite busy. But thank you very much for uh, the reassurances that you've given this morning and for your advice as well. Seamus Sheedy from the Irish Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.